0: Welcome
1: in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFQ Refugees Podcast. Ted here, John here, here to talk to you all. DC United, Washington Spirit, Loudoun United, for better or for worse. John, how are you doing, my friend? You're wearing a—is that a New Jersey? I don't think I've ever seen you wear that before.
0: This is brand new. This is a this is the Germany Euro jersey. It's very—it's all—it's all—it's like a murder kit. It's all blacked out. It's very—I don't know. Feels like I should. Be, I'm driving like a really like a like a, a matte black Mercedes. Like that's what I feel like I'm driving when I'm wearing this.
1: Yeah. I feel like DC, that that should be one of like DC's ne- next black kits. I agree. Just be something like that. I think that would blackout kits. Pretty cool. But um, I'm not sure. I, I think there's some sponsorship issues. I'm sure that would arise if the sponsors were also that color. Uh, no one could see it on
0: TV. And that's kind of the point, right? <laughs> yeah. That would be a problem for uh, Lidos, For, uh, for Lidos. I'm sure.
1: Um, Let's uh let's let's jump right into it. Uh, we've got uh a lot of soccer to talk about. We've got some some other items I think to talk about. Um, some items that that, that are not going to be as fun or as enjoyable. Uh, but and well, none of, none of this show. I don't think any of the show is going to be necessarily enjoyable. It's going to be to be hot take city.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're back to our roots. You know. Uh, this show started sort of in this morass and we 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 find ourselves back we find ourselves back here so we're going to we're going to we're going to have some fun.
1: Yeah. I, well, fun fun I guess is one word. Fun in a relative term. <laughs> <laughs> uh but let's uh let, let's let's jump right into it. Uh DC United. Let's start with the the, the main team we cover here on the show which is DC United. Uh, a 1-0 loss to the um to the Philadelphia Union. A game that uh, pretty much mirrored um, I think the game against Orlando before it and a lot of other some some trends are starting to develop. I, I don't know if we can call them certifiable trends but they're, we're starting to see the the injuries are, are getting to be less and less players are coming back I, I think we can now go ahead and we can start making some assumptions about this team uh, and I think the one assumption I get from this is that um, I don't know if this roster is good enough. Um, I, I I think we were all maybe we came into that season thinking that I think maybe there was some hope maybe that Lasada could you know get some more out of players that normally you wouldn't see um, or, or get some some extra effort. Uh, but I think particularly we're starting I think to see the ceiling of of a few players uh, and I'll get to some of the particular. Uh, but I'll start with you. You were at the game. You were you were live eating your uh, your your butchered. <laughs> Uh, pupusas that you put green sauce on yep we'll move on from that i think um but will uh, we, what, what, will what, we your, ted? what were
0: your <laughs> what were what were your thoughts from the stadium uh I, I think you know the the edison flores injury in the first minute was something really wild i think that i, I my optimism level decreased dramatically within 60 seconds of the game starting uh just because uh he has been uh, a bright spot in general i think from a perspective of like he's, he's he contributes well for the full 90 minutes i liked having him and ariel on, on the field i liked seeing where, where ariel was playing he got shifted obviously after and, and gressel got brought in immediately after that by the way as a side note gressel great person to have off the bench that was a that, that was the one thing where i was like <laughs> whoa depth is kind of cool in some positions when everyone's not injured it's kind of cool um What else did I think about it? I think that they're, you know, it's, I think like you said, very much similar to other games so far this season. The, the, the lion's share of the opportunities, Philadelphia Union played defense very well. So from the start, I think that they decided where they were going to allow DC United to have the ball and where they weren't. And they did not let them have the ball in the middle of the field in the attacking third. So what they did was they continued to push them out to the wings, leaving DC United in a position where they're not really very strong. They're not, they're not a great crossing team. Uh, as of yet, with the players they have in the field, and with uh, there there aren't a lot of players that have the Acosta dribble past two or three players to to maybe make something happen. Uh, a couple players tried it last night to to not really great effect. I think that there's uh, there's I think like I think it might be it might be uh, there might be a ceiling on this team that's lower than we hoped when we started the season potentially because like you said, and like Aaron Losada said in the, in the post game, he's like I'm not super concerned like we're Doing what the system dictates, we're creating chances, we're getting shots. Uh, the goals aren't going in, the finishing is not good enough. But on the whole, I'm not concerned because that we're doing what I'd like them to do. The challenge is that you have to score goals to win. So, <laughs> and and we're unlikely to make any moves in the window until July. So I, we might just we might just be where we're at. Um, because it's not like they need to learn the system more. It's just they're not converting the chances that they're making.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, uh, I think that's 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 a very good point. You talk about the ceiling maybe being lower on this team. Um, I, I think a lot of a lot of the questions we had about this team are, you know, we picked up we picked up players who were considered good complementary pieces. We picked up Julian Gressel. Uh, we picked up. I don't know. If, I don't think Paul would fall into that category. Paul and in uh, Flores certainly don't fall into that category. Nope. Uh, but we have um, Emil Assad. We have. Yordi um, Reyna, we have Ola Kamara. Guys who are who were considered, you know, maybe Adrian Perez, for instance, who are considering, you know, kind of cast offs, uh, cast off and everything. Um, and uh and I think what we've kind of learned about this what we've learned about uh we've learned about this team is the fact that um is maybe the ceiling's a little bit lower. And and I look at Adrian Perez, who again had a I think a pretty strong game. Um I think he was uh he was he, he was active. He was doing what he was designed to do. Uh, but now we're starting to see, I think we we're all, I think I was thinking, you know, after that Chicago game, okay, you know, maybe maybe, maybe we're going to see this guy really take off. Maybe he's going to be like a sleeper hit. Um, I think we've seen, you know, really it's the same thing over and over with him. Um, he, he has some good dribbling. Uh, he This game I was a little more frustrated with him because I thought he was taking shots when maybe he can make a pass or can find somebody else that has a little bit of a better opportunity uh, his shots weren't that great. the, the finishing on this team was, was poor all night. Um, so all the activity, all of the putting themselves in the right spots, uh, were, were certainly sort of um uh sort sort of overlooked. Uh and so that that is that is disappointing, I guess, in one in one regard, uh sort of how this team looks. Uh there's still guys, players that you know we haven't got a chance to see. Nigel Roberta, Jordi Reyna, uh some other guys. But um I think this the 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 evidence seemed pretty clear from these past two games that uh, the summer window, this team needs to go out and make some and make some signings, and they need to ma- be be serious. They need to figure out a way to to cast off some of this dead weight. And I don't know they can. Uh, you thought they talked about buying out Ola Kamara's contract. It might be time. He came in as a substitute appearance and, frankly, got an opportunity at the edge at the top of the box and just could not generate enough power on it. And I think it's becoming clear that the pieces this team has may not be enough to to really. Uh, uh, to really uh, attack uh, for, for this season. I think maybe it's still maybe good enough to sneak into that playoff spot, but that would be just about it, I, I think, for this team.
0: Yeah, and, and there are interesting things developing. Like, uh, Adrian, it's funny, every post-match uh, game wrap-up for DC United says Adrian Perez started his, now it's fourth consecutive match, before it was third, second. And it was, each time it says, he has never done this before in MLS. <laughs> and each, t- each time he just continues to know that. Drew Skundrich signed off the street, has started three matches in a row. Um, they're both, they're both fine players. I think they both, they I think that the thing that they have both in their, Scundrich is a little bit different, but, uh, Perez is a, a trier. He's a goer. Uh, he was shooting. I think I, he, he was the one you're referencing that was taking shots. He shouldn't take. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a correct. lot of, there was a lot of that, a lot of sort of like either flat footed or back on his, back on his heels shooting. But you know, I think that that's, that's, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. Skundrich is, I think you call them maybe this year's Segura and that he doesn't put a foot wrong. And coaches like players that they know that aren't going to make mistakes. I don't know how much he's going to contribute uh, to the attack or to the defense. I think he's just basically like a guy that is is in the system and doing what's what's wanted. But I feel like you need right now with the way, particularly with the way the Union were able to play defense, you need to sort of you needed a game breaker, you needed a moment of magic, and you just and,
1: and argue. And arguably, that game breaker uh, it should be Edison Flores, and he went off in the first minute. We'll have to check and see what his hamstring is. Didn't the team have have another player go off with like an injury? I couldn't quite remember. I feel like there was another player. Maybe it was Alfaro. I think he went down and, and was stretching, and then maybe they slowed him off at that point. It might have been cramp. Uh, be it was curious, pretty humid. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll. I think also we're getting. It was a little bit. I guess, you know, we've been talking about, you know, I think I posted before the game, I'm like, oh man, you can count the players that are out, you know, on one hand now. So uh we're we're getting there. And then suddenly it's like first minute, it's like your best your supposed your allegedly your best player um goes out. So uh we'll so th- I think
0: that's something Let's talk about the Go two ahead. roster bright spots. I feel like it's it's notable that Donovan Pines got his first minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think we hope to see more of that. I think you maybe want to swap him out with Alfaro potentially, or or uh, maybe if he, Brendan heinz needs a blow because he's started every game uh, except for the one that he got punched in the face. Uh, I think that's something you want to see. And uh, Kevin Paredes, again has a good 30 minute, 45 minute shift. I thought it was very interesting I... that uh, he got brought up again in the post game. And Hernan's like, I don't want to talk about players individually in post game. I don't. That's not what I want to do. But yes, he did well. <laughs> but yes, he looks hmm. promising. Yes, he's putting himself in a position to do better, to uh, succeed going forward. But I th- I just thought it was interesting. He Predis is uh, just like last year. He's a spark. He's a, he's a live wire. And this team, particularly, I think in the start in the middle of the second half, they're getting a little. They were they were not getting the same opportunities they were in the first half. So good to see him on the field. I think he contributed in his in his short time.
1: And you're looking. I, I thought he had a strong game as well. I thought he was he was incredibly bright spot. He has a really nice, uh, probably one of the best opportunities that actually really challenged, uh, uh Adrian Blake out there. Um, I, I will say that uh, I, I'm very curious. You know, you know, a player we have not talked about a lot, who's been starting week in and week out, is Joseph Mora. Yep. And I am trying to like I'm trying to come up with like a a, a, a Nate. Uh, you know, a reason maybe I, I've missed or a, a play he's made, he's been kind of invisible this year. I mean, I can maybe count a couple instances of him. I am one, I am starting to think maybe you give Kevin Paredes a run as a starter out there um, because I think he brings something a little more to your team uh, maybe than Joseph Moore out in that role. I think in a four-man back line, Joseph Moore is a really good option, uh, but that wing back role requires a bit more of an offensive uh, push and I'm not sure if Joseph Moore really has that.
0: I think that's a good call out because he he was where I was sitting. I was close to him in the first half and he did have a tendency to not want to overlap. He tended to wait for uh, another player to make the move. I think he's best suited in, you know, basically uh, chalk on the boots, running down the end lines, getting across in and that this is this yep. is not what you can do in the setup. I think that's well spotted. Maybe maybe, you know. I think that they're, I don't think we're switching back to a four man back line as long as the coach is here. So that's no. as a player you look at maybe it, as having more value to another team that plays a different formation than we do.
1: And now you've got Nahar, who seems to be fine slotting in as a, as a center back. And uh, now you've also got, um, uh, of course, you've also got, uh, you know, guys like uh, Paul L'Ariola that can play that role, Julian Gressler, who have that more of that offensive boot. Um, I, I'm wondering if maybe Paredes can ca- kind of slide in there. And, and maybe give you some of that two-way uh, two-way ability because Perez also shows a good a good de- defensive ability um I, I guess other callouts Russell Knauss was back in the game um I, don't, I can't remember anything really notable he did nope uh other than sort of providing that 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 sort of uh, stopper center defense role uh, Moses Nyman was fine I think I I will say and and let, let, let's let's be honest this has been an absolutely tough tough opening. Uh, set of games for DC. Yep. Um, I, I, and and DC schedule is not easy. I, I'm even going through the schedule and I'm just like, man. I mean, we got Inter Miami coming up next, which I think is a little bit more of a, of a winnable game. Um, I, I'll be, I'll be very curious how a sort of full court, you know, full field press will do against a guy like Gonzalo Higuaín.
0: Um, so. I'm also excited at the so, fact that we've got uh some time between these games. We got a lot of time between these. we play inter Miami twice in a row, but there's uh 20 days in between them. And I think that's perfect for this team as far as getting a of training time, getting all of your players back. At that point, there's no excuse for Hamid or yep. or Reina or I mean yeah, I, I think you're you're getting cl- very close to to ready to go um at that point. And-
1: so 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 let's you know, so basically, if you if you want to think about this, we're like the, the through the first part of the season and then we get a break and then we kind of get to reset. We look down the roster. I think we've got, you know, um, I we've got Montreal. We got Miami again at home. Um, I might be making an appearance for that game. Wait and see about that one, about the, the first maybe my first home game of the season. Um, you look down the schedule, I, you know, you start to get maybe some little bit more of some winnable games. Uh, you look at NY New York Red Bulls, I think, comes up uh, in that in that next frame as well. Um, the reason I'm guessing the reason I can't get a schedule up, I am um, on my cell phone right now. My Internet literally has gone out, <laughs> so I uh, literally am staring. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm going off. I'm going off the cell phone towers right now, which is great because it keeps me live. But look at I the technology. cannot look at anything. <laughs> we're, we're
0: live podcasting <laughs> off a cell phone in the year of <laughs> 2021. The the schedule, I'll give it to you since I have Internet. Uh, is yes, Miami, Miami, go. Montreal. New York City FC, Toronto, Philly, Chicago. Um, Toronto's had an up and down year. Chicago is obviously beatable. I mean, you
1: look at that. You look at that. If this team can really get it together, if they can find maybe a little bit of some finishing boots, that's a pretty winnable stretch. I know TFC is good, but they've been struggling. Mm -hmm. You look at Chicago, they're obviously struggling. Um, I think they picked up, like, their first win of the season this weekend. Montreal is, is not nothing perfect, you know, and and so I look at that. That looks like a a good stretch, and right now this team is still, you know, they've gotten two wins. They've managed to keep themselves kind of afloat in that playoff race. I mean, I think they're at least one point out, if I, if I remember correctly. So, uh, you know, and they got, I think, a pretty winnable game against Miami. I would not be surprised if they pick up their first road win of the week against Miami. Because um, I think Miami is a pretty flawed team um, when it when it comes when, when it comes to how they play. So, uh, and I think it's a good matchup too, as far as the press, as far as a lot of their defenders. I'm not sure are quite there. Uh, they're, they're still a team trying to kind of figure it out, like we are. And Gonzalo Higuain is a really uh, talented player, but he's also very much out of shape. And I think maybe that press can kind of um, can kind of cause him problems if you have a team that's just constantly going at him. Uh, and, and willing to, to play that physical. Um, I, I don't think this is a team that can do the types of things that Columbus and and Philly uh, can do, which is be able sort of to sit back, hit on the counter, um, and 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 kind of allow DC to sort of take that pressure because they've got a good enough defense and goalkeeper to sort of stand it up. That doesn't exist in Miami. So
0: so since you don't have internet, Ted, I'm I'm the I'm the transitional host here. Uh, yes. We have a, we have a caller uh, who wants to talk about. We have Pat on the line who wants to talk about Paredes, Yao, and Nyman. All right, Pat, go right ahead.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for doing the show. Uh, Just want to say, I mean, I I, I think that uh, you said it earlier, but, you know, maybe we're only shooting for, like, the last playoff slot or maybe one above that. I think that having been the case, I mean, I would love – I've been loving how Paredes and Nyman have looked out there. I don't think Yao's gotten out there yet, uh, but we'll love to see him play more. Um, I mean, I think part of this is, like, I think we have to be all in on the project of – uh, coach Lasada, And so like, I think we get the, we get the young guys out there, get them some playing time. Maybe, maybe there's some transfer interest. And all of a sudden DCU is like the cool young club where people want to come play. Also just on your uh, comments at Kamara, totally agree. I think um, I, I, I was on the quiet, well, not the quiet side, but the side opposite the fan section for the uh, game. And there was one point where, you know, Ola was throwing up his hands up uh looking for a ball and the ball was actually right by him, but he was throwing his hands up before the ball was out of play. It was pretty frustrating. So uh, I'll I'll take it off the air. Thanks guys.
0: Yeah. He was, thank you, Pat. He was anticipating the frustration before the frustration happened, which is, (laughs) it was a reflex. Yeah. I I mean, I think, you know, obviously the, he, I think that look, Ernan wants to win right now. I think even with the players that I even understanding, you know, we understand and he does too, I'm sure the limitations the roster has, but also the teams in these games. If the team was losing every game three to nothing, four to nothing, and they had, and they had no chance, then you say, "Yep, play the kids, burn the boats, whatever. It's fine." But really, they I think they're you know they're a finisher, they're a clinical finisher away from being top third in the East, mm-hmm. and that they just don't have it mm-hmm.
1: yet. I I would say we're a clinical finisher. We're a clinical finisher from being in the conversation. I think you have teams like Columbus, Orlando, and Philly that I think they change their style if 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 they trust DC has a more clinical finisher or they they trust the ability of of that. Um so I, i'm not I'm not gonna say we're going to be top third in the east. I think we could be in the middle. I think right now we're a fringe playoff team between, seventh, maybe sixth and and basically 8th, ninth, and tenth. I think that's kind of where we are right now. Um we'll see if, you know, I, I think we still haven't seen, you know, I I'm still curious how a player like Yordi Reina fits. Uh but I mean I think the young players are showing that they can still make themselves a part of this game. And you have a coach like Lasada who's willing to play them and willing to put them out there. Uh and and they're showing they're showing very well. And that's something Except for Griffin. Uh, that's yeah, something Frank Except for Griffin yeah, who's, I think he's still coming off injury. So okay. there, there might be still some, some, some of that there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think, I, I think you're correct in that. I think there's, we're, we're starting to see that this is what, you know, we're starting to see the, the youth players start to at least bear fruit where they go out there and it's very clear that they, they they belong in that field that they you can see them playing in that game and that's really important if you want to be a successful club at MLS you need to hit on that and DC hasn't hit on that in a long long time um, and also also hitting on the DP front as well so that that's sort of part two of this and um, you know I, I'm still not ready to write off uh, Flores but uh, I mean I hope this I hope this is not a long term injury let's say that I I think another long term injury a couple months could could really I think that'll be it. As far as what we've seen from Edison Flores,
0: and he so, is he is apparently due to go to international duty here. Um, correct. They're, I mean, they're
1: assessing. They're still they're still assessing the 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 hamstring. I don't know if they've come up with a
0: um, no diagnosis yet.
1: It yeah diagnosis correct.
0: Uh, just a few other things to round this game out before we get to the other stuff. Uh, some notes that Chris cites once again does not start. Uh, John Kempen, once again starts. I think his third game in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yamil Asad on you substitute junior Moreno on you substitute, uh, Briant obviously being rested. I think Yamil not being rested. I think at this point he's been rested now for four or five games. There's yep. clearly dissatisfaction. I would say, I would say clearly I'm reading into the tea leaves a little bit, but there is some it, dissatisfaction there with the coach or with his fitness. One of those two things.
1: It, it, and just as I think his general, his general play, um, this season, I, 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 I will pick if I'm entering this window and I'm looking to make some. Does he have a green card? I can't remember.
0: I believe he does. not remember if
1: he, Yeah, I can, I can look it up. I don't know if he has. Yeah, if if he's got a green card or not. If he, I mean, if he take if he's taking up an international slot and also some salary, I could see DC maybe looking to shop him around international spot. See if there's somebody, no green card. Yep. So an international spot. So I mean, if there's a team that is maybe looking for a player that can they can just kind of throw into his system. Uh, I mean, I don't think you get a whole lot of value. Maybe your value would be getting that international slot off your, off your, uh, off your tail, um, and then also looking at other sort of salary cap implications. But he'd be a player I'd be looking at, um, and also, of course, then uh, Ola, Ola Kamara's salary. That there's been talk about them wanting to buy him out um, at the beginning of the year. I think that that's certainly on the table as well. So uh, those are things we'll probably talk about as we get closer to the summer window. So.
0: The uh the that man did not need a year off, Humil Assad. I think that I, I, yeah. I the, you're seeing the damage to his to his confidence and career. Uh, we've got another caller, uh, Todd, who wants to talk about the season so far. Todd, are you on?
3: Yeah. Hey, How you guys doing
0: good? How are you? Good, good,
3: good. I'm doing well. Uh, I've enjoyed the show in the past couple of years, and uh, thought I'd finally give you guys a call. And,
0: we appreciate uh, it.
3: So. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate you guys and uh, uh, enjoy watching it and all the effort you put into it. Um, I'm looking at our schedule, and if you go game by game, the the NYFC game I think was a well-deserved win. Could have gone either way. New England were literally a goalpost away from a 1-1 draw with 2 Owen goals. San Jose never happened. (laughs) Uh, Columbus... (laughs) Uh, again, two on-goals, and I think you guys are a little harsh on uh, Briant because I think Sites actually pushed the ball out of the goal into Briant, and I can't get out of the way that quick from it. Chicago was a win, but that's they give me. I think Orlando was a fair result, and then and the Philly game, when you lose your number 10 30 seconds into it, it's going to be hard to come back from that. But I honestly think that uh, three of our losses could be ties, uh, <clears throat> bring up to nine points, and then we're above the playoff line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the Hernan Lasada era. Uh, yeah, we're losing, but I'm watching a team that has a chance to win. Last year, when the games would be one to nothing with us down, I'm like, okay, I can just, you know go back to drinking beers and singing (laughs) bar brava but you know this year i'm like we actually i still think we have a chance every game
0: yeah i think that's undeniable right i think i think that is true i think when we say i think when we're being somewhat harsh in the beginning of the show it's to say that uh there are there are pieces that this team needs to go to the next level like we're i think that the team that we have right now other than finishing is operating at its, at its potential. Like I think that they're all doing the defenses stout. other than the game that we agreed did not exist. uh, And the own, and the own goal game, uh, the defense has done well. They've done, they've done particularly, you know, we have, this is a third, third string defense. If you're looking at the players that are out there, as far as who should be in the lineup, who is intended to be starters. Um, So uh, there are certainly parts of this team that are, that are very good, I think, but, I think that there's not a solution for the problem that they have on the roster that they have now. They've got to, they've got to go out and fix it and they can't. <laughs> so we're, we're sort of stuck in a little bit.
1: I mean, the, the way to, the, the way, the way I look at it is we're, we're not hard, We're not being harsh on, on Hernan Lasada. I mean, he is, he, his tactics and, and his implementation of his style is arguably elevating the play, the play of this team um, in, in, in the players that he has. Our thinking is right now based on the past few games. I, I think we've realized what the level is, and I think I think we're gonna. I think this next, it, it, you know, if, as long as players stay healthy, there's no you know major injuries to speak of. I think the next run of games, I think we're gonna see some more positive results. Um, how positive? It depends on who. On, I think how many players are back, and and you know, I guess how the balances go. Uh, but I, I think we're all very positive about Lasada. I think we're more now being like we need this team needs to figure it out. On the um, this team needs to figure out with some transfers. Get you bring in Lucy Rushton, I think they, they just hired a new scout uh, that that needs to be put to use now. We need to start really really el- getting this roster to to be elevated to an MLS level because right now it's it's not.
3: I don't know that I particularly agree with that. I think I'd love to see uh, Roberta uh, get a chance up there. Um, I think Sorga. Probably won't see the field again unless it's allowed Loudon United. Um, you look at these last two games, and we went toe-to-toe with the second-place and third-place teams in the Eastern Division, and we made second-place team, Orlando, bunker and brought the bus because they didn't want to deal with it. And then Philadelphia, the third-place team, you know, we're playing without our number 10 and a whole new, you know, the whole game plan has got to be thrown out and – and brought back together with the sub in the first minute, uh, so I think there's a lot of positive there, and I think this team can actually go places after be after playing second and third place, uh, to almost draws.
0: I, I think that's fair. I think Ted Ted made the argument that Orlando may have changed <laughs> their style, uh, oh. where they playing a different team after uh, the bunker was what they did, knowing that they were on, scoring is a problem. <laughs> we're <laughs> scoring challenged at the moment. But I, I think you're right. We, we do have to see Roberta before we can make any real judgments on forwards. I think depth-wise, they're still going to need. They, I would like to see more. <laughs> I, I have yeah. I have high aspirations for that for that for that spot. Maybe using a DP slot. That's an actual investment. I don't. It doesn't really matter if, how much it costs, I guess. But I just want to see someone that can. If they're given four chances or five chances, they're going to at least convert two or one. Even one is fine. <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. If we're gonna if we're gonna spend, I'd rather you know for a while when we got Rooney, I was like, well, okay, that was a good idea. But then let's get you know three guys that are three quarters as good as Rooney instead of getting one Rooney. But after watching the Rooney year and a half, I'm more like, no, you need that one guy. So spend that extra money and and get the superstar. I and,
4: agree. and I think
1: you know. Uh, yeah, and I agree, and I, and I think I think that this team still does have an open de- designated player spot, and I think that needs to be used uh, this summer to bring in somebody who can fill that. So hopefully we see it. Uh, Todd, thanks thanks so much for calling in, man. Uh, yeah, I'll let you guys go, and you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, it, it, Todd does bring up a good point. I think we haven't seen enough of Roberta. Jordi Reina is still out there. There are some players that are still out there, you just sort of get that feeling, okay, now guys are starting to get healthy. And I think, you know, this team still is using two of the three designated player spots. And most, a lot, there aren't, there are very, very few teams that can be successful doing that. Um, and I think they need to go out and, and, and use those spots. Um, so It's like that, tying that's an, an arm behind of... your
0: back for no reason mm-hmm. with no one making you correct. do that. Right, so make a move. Correct, correct.
1: All right, I think that'll that'll kind of tie bow on this game. Uh, Want to talk uh, Washington Spirit? I guess what's next on the rundown, if my memory serves correctly. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching my internet right now. I'm like, come on, give me the rundown. You got so it right. Join in. <laughs> uh, A two nothing loss uh, to Louisville. Um, some some pretty similar problems, I guess. Um, I, I will I will say that I think comparatively, the Washington Spirit are playing at a little bit of a higher level, the talent level. If we're sort of doing an apples to apples comparison, you know where they are. I think the talent level is certainly a little bit more there for um, uh, for uh, for the Washington Spirit. Uh, they have a team. They have a player in Trinity Rodman who's was again had some strong moments, getting herself in good spots, uh, showing she she her she's a, like, she's a fun and interesting player to watch because you watch her dribble and you watch her make moves, and it almost looks like she's moving in slow motion. But she just has very, very quick sort of movements and a sort of ability to kind of uh, to kind of maneuver around play that that's really incredible uh, to watch. And she got herself in a good position, I think had a, a nice shot and a good save. Um, but I think you know you look at the stats and, and you look at everything else and the team again, I think they had like expected goals of two, of 2.5 uh, with the uh, with Louisville having like a 0.5 and then you get a really really nice a really fantastic goal. Uh, so I think really right now for for the Washington Spirit it's a lot of hard luck right? and and an inability to sort of find the goals and finish and Richie Burks talked about how he wants to find a forward and I think that is right now a very very good investment for this team is to find find a forward to to go out there so um, yeah r- rough game rough game for for the Spirit rough start to the season but we're only two games in so hey, we plenty are plenty of time
0: Angus if you're still on uh, we've got a caller who wants who had a chance to talk to Ben Olson. About the performance of uh, of DC United lately, so if you're still on, Angus.
5: Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, hey, Angus.
0: Congrats on your congrats on your new wall art. <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, no, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, sorry to take everything back a step because I know That's you fine. You're fine, spirit and all. Yeah, I thought the game was there. There was more to be desired for sure, but. Um, and obviously I didn't really badger Ben about what he thought about the team. He's been <laughs> dealing with it enough in recent. Um, but his, his one note was uh, we're lacking the killers. That was his direct quote. We're lacking those killers up top. And, uh, and I, and I made a remark as to, I don't know if they come from the bench or if they come from the injured reserve. And he goes, we'll see. in kind of this sarcastic Ben tone that he's always taken. <laughs> so, take, <laughs> Take from that what you will as to on the bench and on the injured reserve, but that's what uh that's what I got from him today.
0: Thank you. That was worth that was worth the visit. And you also got a very nice uh nice little piece of art for your wall. So congrats on that. Congrats on graduating. Yeah, thank you. Yep. All right, Angus. I appreciate it.
5: All right. Take care. Thank you. See ya.
0: That's funny. I, that's a very Ben. That's a very Ben quote. I think. I think that. Am I misreading? <laughs> the implication is neither, right? The implication is it's going to come from somebody else. There are. There aren't killers. We're lacking yeah, killers. Yeah,
1: I, I think. I, I think that is. That is the implication. I think what you are seeing Lasada do, and I think that's why he's trying out different lineups. He's putting players. As soon as players are getting healthy and they're up to fitness, he's like, "All right, here's your start. Show me what you got." I think Lasada is trying to assesses roster also still trying to win games I don't think he's sitting there not trying to win games but I think he's trying to get a sense as to uh, as to what he has and, and maybe then then you you figure that out in the summer and then you have the window and you can kind of plug plug where you think some gaps are um, and then you know you're looking at this as a long-term project this is a this is this is this team is not winning MLS Cup I mean as much as it would be cool and as much as I mean if they make the playoffs anything can happen.
0: Probably not going to happen. No,
1: probably. Uh, I, I, I will say with a with a ninety five percent confidence that this will, it will not happen. So I think even that's being
0: generous. It's like I think right now what happening. Ben Olsen is selling quotes for a minimum of five hundred dollars for prints and a couple thousand dollars for originals. So that's how we're getting. That's how we get Ben Olsen interviews now. Uh, back to the Spirit, real quick. I, I obviously I didn't have a chance to watch the game on Friday or, or catch up, that I had a busy weekend. But I will, you know, I'm back on the Spirit beat this week. I would be at Segra Field on Wednesday. However. Uh, the spirit are also not going to be there. The spirit, the th- this game that was supposed to be the home opener for the spirit at Segro Field has been moved to Houston uh with very little notice. NWSL uh the, the the commissioner for NWSL said this stadium is still not meeting the bare minimum essentials of an NWSL player. So you gotta you gotta go. Uh this the Spirit owner, uh, Steve Baldwin asked DC United could they could they have Audi Field? It was an open date. Uh, they said no, so the only option was to move the game to Houston. So they're losing uh, a game's worth of revenue, uh, and they're losing home field advantage for a team that just lost on the road and has has played uh, is it, played two games on the road in a row uh, down in Orlando, yeah. and then and then uh, last week here. So I, it's it's a it's not great. There's a couple things that aren't great about it. The Audi Field situation was interesting. There's a weird like outside gym like sweat dc or something that does uh workouts on the field uh at that time at 6 30 so i don't know if that was why there was other speculation that the problem was it, it they could not get the workers aligned fast enough for, with a four-day notice i don't know what the right answer is there uh it's unfortunate that as a co-tenant or at least a, a tenant of audi field uh that another option could not be arranged but it's also ridiculous that Seger Field's not ready yet. They've had it
1: is, it a is. long time. And and they'll and they're gonna say, oh, it's because of COVID, COVID, COVID. I'm sorry, that's that's no longer an excuse. Yeah, I, group construction projects have had months and months to continue. It should have been a top priority to get that part done, to have Seger Field ready. You want this partnership to go well. If I'm the spirit, I'm furious. I'm a, I'm 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 angry, and I'm I'm maybe starting to look at some other options. I, I'm not sure. What I else they got? I mean, where could they go? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe look to something. Maybe look to a college. Maybe look to some sort of uh, some sort of field out there. University of Maryland Stadium. I don't know. There's, I know there's not a lot of great options. What mm. options they have? So if I remember correctly, wasn't there like they said? Okay, we can figure it out, but we need more commitments to to um uh to to Segra Field was that maybe like losing some an Audi Field date and they were like no we don't want to do that I thought there was something about that too I have not or,
0: heard that I think yeah. I I feel for them they're in a no win situation here they're not going to go back to the Plex their whole future marketing strategy is based on being in the DC Northern Virginia region so they can't go anywhere else uh it's just insane to me if if the excuse is covid and that's why there's a delay. Okay, fine, but they're not when they're not building uh, Audi level field amenities. They're just it, you're just looking to build outdoor indoor restrooms and showers, and 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 water for the turf. That's all there is. It's not you could build you could do a cinder block one in a weekend, and it would be it would be ugly. It would be really, really low budget, but it could be done. It's just, I would love to hear the real reason why this is taking so long. Is it money? If it's money, that's ridiculous. It's a small cost. Is it something else that we don't understand? Totally possible. Let us know if that's what it is. I would love to know that's the reason, but this is, this is, it's a horrible look for everyone involved. And I feel very bad for the spirit because there's nothing they can do about it. They just have to take it on the chin like they are. It sucks.
1: Well, it's it's a horrible look for the NWSL that they're Like, okay, well then the we're gonna we'll figure out a way to to move the Houston home game, the official Houston home game. We'll figure out a way to move that. It's a bad look for everybody involved. I I still don't understand why they couldn't have you know said, okay, we're gonna now we're gonna try to then figure out what we can do about that Houston game. We got to move it to a different day. We got to do this. Um, the, the competitive balance is now in question with the NWSL. As far as a team losing a home game, having to pay, play more games on the road. I mean, if this gets down to a, you know, to a, to a couple points between the spirit and the playoffs, the spirit and the top, you know, top parts of the, of the league, uh, you know, maybe this comes up again. You know, what, what happened in that mystery home game had been at home. They had a home crowd. They didn't have to travel. Uh, Cause that does have a huge impact on, on how the player, on how everything plays. So, uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing for the DC. It's disappointing for the Spirit. It's disappointing for the NWSL. Um,
0: and to, just anyway, and it, it, it says Gypsy Art here on on Twitter just said it makes their partnership lo- look non-existent. I think it makes their partnership look like uh, look like a landlord tenant and not a partnership. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't have a partnership with your landlord. They just you just give them money and they let you stay there sometimes. And they well, would love and, to get you out if they could. And we have. I mean, we talked at the beginning of the
1: show. We talked about other MLS teams that refuse to let MD, NWSL teams use their facility. We've talked about that for, for such a long time, about the, the, how, how, how we see that happening. And we see that, and we, and we hate it. And we were so good on DC. Oh, man, look at this. They have this partnership. They're going to have games at Out of Field. They're going to have games at Segra. They're giving them a place to play. They're giving them an accessible accessible like you know a, a facility you would expect a top-quality team to play at. You know, along with Segra Field, you know they, they're really trying to be a partner with this team, and then this happens, and it just kind of takes all that goodwill and just sucks it right out. And now it's like, oh, like you said, it's a landlord-tenant situation now. That's what it is. Um, so I, the I think I think both sides are going to be cordial. I I'm not going to say this is going to be the end of the partnership or the partnership's going to be over. Um, like you said, what choice do they have? And and I think I think I think they're going to keep it. They're going to keep it up, but. Um, yeah, it's Doug, just not a good look.
0: Douglas points out and I was just also I was also responding in the comments about it so he did that for me as well. Part of the bargain for the spirit to Segra was that they would part of the well part of the bargain was why they had to take some games at Segra to get the Audi deal. That was a part of it was basically like you want to be an Audi tenant for more than 3 games? Okay. It'll cost you this and uh you also have to play half your games in Segra instead of uh, instead of cuz I don't think Loudon was really part of their they'd prefer to be an Audi if they could afford it every game. That's what they'd want. They don't really want to be out in Loudon. Uh but the bargain was that D C United would have a, have that ready for them and they didn't. So they've they've fallen here. We've got uh we've got Pat uh Pat again. This is our first two time caller in one show who <laughs> wants to talk about the Spirit Stadium situation. Go on, go ahead, Pat. <laughs> I don't Welcome back. I don't
2: know if that's a distinction I'm supposed to, I don't know if that's a distinction I'm supposed to be proud of, but uh you know, I, I actually the idea that like the united couldn't get the stadium staff to staff the stadium on short notice is interesting although i imagine the way they staff united games is like send an email out who wants to sell hot dogs who wants to sell beer that sort of thing so that doesn't really hold a lot of water for me but like to your point about seger field taking forever like hasn't isn't there some amount of like the spirit leadership should have been tracking this and like maybe reaching out to like local colleges. I mean, there's no shortage of soccer stadiums. who can hold a professional soccer game in the D.C. area. And, I mean, like, I get that it has to be moved to Houston, and that totally sucks. Um, but should the Spirit leadership have been more on top of the lack of progress at Seger Field, and then, you know, locally embarrass United? Because I, I, I agree. I think it's an outrage that they're not letting the Spirit use the field. But the fact that the only other option we have is to go to Houston seems silly, too. And yeah, I'm not again. I'll yeah. take it off the air. Thanks, guys. Thanks
0: again, Pat. Uh, I, I'm not sure that they weren't right. I, I I don't think we have information on whether or not they were that that they were looking yeah. for auxiliary options. I'm sure that they would have rather been able to sell some tickets to some place <laughs> rather than sell no tickets uh, and have the game be in Houston. But you know, I don't know.
1: I mean, there also there also are you know, there's TV considerations. This game is going to be on Paramount Plus. You know, they need to make sure it's an area that can support. You know the cameras and everything, and 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 having having that out there. There's a lot. There's it, there's a lot of considerations. in, hey, here's a place to play a game. Um, it, there's a lot of other considerations like that. So I I I think it's maybe a little bit more complicated. You know, as far as getting staffing, all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than we think. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't detract from the fact that the stadium should be ready by now. It, they they've had plenty of time. It, it should have been. It, you know, you I look at the progress of the. Of the of the training facility that's out there, that seems like it's at the very least built, and I'm like, okay, so maybe maybe they could have had Segra ready, and maybe they delay the stadium a little bit, but cl- uh, the training facility. But clearly, the training facility is is the top priority, so that probably got more resources to get that up and running, uh, because that's where DC is going to train, so they want to get that ready. So right, um,
0: although although <laughs> I will ha- I will make my one snotty comment about about it looks very much like the shed you buy at Home Depot. Like it's core. It's like a corrugated metal shell. That's been painted the right colors. I thought I was a bit up I was disappointed and then I saw it. Uh, and then I was disappointed. And then I looked at the renderings. My friend showed me the renderings from uh, like two years ago and they didn't change it. Like I, in my mind, I think training facility, I think of the one that Arthur blank built for the landing night of the witch looks yeah. like the Taj Mahal. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I bet it's going to look really nice. And it looks like uh, the, the Sunday, the Sunday special for, Twelve ninety nine at at Home Depot,
1: <laughs> but and, and,
0: inside it might be nice.
1: Yeah, in, in, inside I think that's the most important part—the facilities. I, I think we all we all get those in our head. We see the you know the the beautiful training facilities out in New England, the one out in L A, all that stuff. And I think we all get this pie in the sky idea of what it's going to be. Um, if it works, if it's if it's if it has good amenities inside and the outside doesn't look pretty, then I, I don't really care. And you know who, who's to say they don't look to expand on it? Who's to say down the road they don't look to like. Add some new things. I think that's pretty unlikely, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's, cer- don't, it's don't certainly, it's the, house on the it. land, the, the land exists out there to sort of expand it to grow it. Um, so it, it's certainly, it's certainly possible. Um,
0: just, yeah. just to close this out, Mark on YouTube, I think agrees with what you were saying that I did not see earlier that Goff reported that DC United offered Audi to the Spirit, but the Spirit turned the offer down due to conditions that DC United placed on the offer. So I don't I wonder if that offer will become public. I wonder if owner Pablo can shake it loose from somebody. Uh but I'm I'm wondering if it I, was onerous onerous rent or if it changed conditions for the rest of their deal.
1: Yeah, it, it could have been something like that. I think it could have been a case of okay, now you have it, it, I think it was implied a further commitment to Segra. So it might have been an extension, it might have been it might have been removing a couple games from from <laughs> Segra uh from sorry, from Audi into Segra. Um, it it might've been something like that.
0: That's Uh, like the landlord saying, sure, your toilet doesn't work, but how would you like to sign a three-year lease? (laughs) I promise (laughs) I'll fix it either way. Either way. It's a bummer. I I, I looked forward to going on Wednesday, on Wednesday night to cigarette and seeing the game. Instead, I will be watching it like all of the rest of you jamokes on Paramount plus hopefully. Uh, but I I think, I think we'll leave that there. We've got uh, a bit more to cover here for the rest of the show.
1: We do. Oh my goodness! I was looking at the clock. <laughs> We've got 45 minutes. We haven't even gotten to like the main event. the. the uh, you say the main the, event. That's other, fine. That's accurate. The the main event. I think other than the stuff was on the field. Um. So, John, you you kind of started. You have the internet. I don't, I don't want to butcher any names. I did I have didn't, the internet. I didn't get a, yes. So. <laughs>
0: um, so uh, if 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 somehow you did not look at the hashtag DCU uh, on Twitter for the last couple of days, last 48 hours, let me. Bringing up the speed, as far as I understand it. Uh, So, fellow podcaster uh, Sam uh, from Tried and True was at the game. And the supporter section, she's a member of the Screaming Eagles, I believe. There was a... uh, They were towards the front. There was a chant going on that requires some sort of uh, physical coordination. The front... uh, They have to to crouch, basically. Uh, Yeah, it's
1: it's... it's I, I I know the chant that we're talking about i've I've, I've done it at the game it's basically everybody kind of gets low and they like and then they're supposed to like get really quiet and then they kind of get louder and like rise up um I I mean I personally say I think it's a pretty cool chant. I, it was something different I guess when I came to a game I was like oh this is kind of cool uh but it, again I digress that that's the <laughs> chant and that's the, the physical coordination part of it
0: yeah. neither here nor yeah so that so that part happened uh and she did not want to do that she doesn't like that chant whatever uh she didn't want to do it uh she got yelled at she turned around and flicked the people off who were yelling at her reasonable response uh and they got they pointed her out basically were like you know sort of concentrating their ire at her and people threw beer at her uh and she left the stands or her her boyfriend left the stands i think josh is i don't want to get that part wrong her boyfriend who i believe is also on the show uh left before she did and then she left uh, and they were sort of singing her off because they were being jerks about it. Uh, there was also there was a bunch of stuff there was uh, there was a homophobic chant that they've tried to get out of uh, the supporter group section here and everywhere. Uh, it propped up out of nowhere. And then there was also apparently uh, some stuff after the game where Philadelphia Union supporters had their scarf stolen and they tried to the, some DC United supporters tried to get in fights with them as they were going to their bus. So all around great night really covering themselves in glory. <laughs> from from top to bottom, but that wasn't. It's never. That's never the end with DC United. It's because this is a fan base that will, that will, uh, <laughs> that will, that 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 uh, is going to talk about how they feel about it. And I think there's a lot of people that have shared uh, their opinion on how this is an endemic problem. Uh, how this is something that has been going on for years and has caused people to leave. Has caused leaders from all different groups to leave. Uh, very notable names and faces that you used to be seeing at RFK you don't see anymore for a bunch of reasons uh but I, I think the most notable part about this and Ted I think you'll probably agree about this is sort of how the groups themselves have responded to the actions of some of their members
1: yeah and and I, and I think you bring up a great point about the toxicity of 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 the DC United, uh, the DC Knight supporters group there are people I, I I remember going to games at RFK lot eight, there were people I, I looked forward to seeing. I saw it out and I, and I went to look, see. And, uh, now when I go to, uh, you know, there are people that I, you know, I, I would go to games with my dad and I would see them in the stands or, or everything like that. And they were, they, they were all incredible people, incredible friends. Um, and a lot of those people no longer go to games. I still see some people I know. Um, and, and there are still some, some people who go to games who I do respect a lot and I do enjoy seeing, um, the toxicity of the group has has been has been going on for far too long. Um, there are people that are holding grudges over things that need to just let them go. Um, there is there is a lot. and it's it's almost boiled over at this point. It's almost become I, I think certain things probably were happening at games and now they're just happening to, to people who, you know ha- have a little more voice like people like Sam. I, I would not be surprised if, if there was another incident where someone shows up to a game, doesn't want to do a chant and get, and get something checked. And the problem is, is that now it's, 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 it's maybe a little bit more public. And um, I, I think the leadership of the supporters groups need to stand up. And I think a lot of them have, it, it, there are some of them that have started to stand, stand up and say, uh, this was wrong. This is not acceptable. Uh, District ultras had a great, Uh, they've almost never used the email as someone pointed out and they had a great email saying, you know, yes, we want to bring a 90 minute mentality, uh, but throwing things at people and, 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 you know, resorting to violence is not acceptable. Doing homophobic chants is not acceptable. That's not something we want to stand for. And that's good. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, my, my, my biggest thing is, is when, when you have certain people be like, oh, we can't control a few idiots. You guys want control of the stance. You guys want to be able to control the supporter stands, so that responsibility still inevitably falls on you. To to, and I understand, you know, a, a few one idiot can come in and decide he wants to do something, but you need to make sure he is, you know, he is called out and it's stamped out, or that if a guy's behaving irrationally, there are people there to say, "Hey, cut it out," or you're, or we're going to get security and you're gone. Yeah, like we're not, we're not putting up with this. If
0: you don't self police, <laughs> there's no police. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you you need to you need to to take that action and also take responsibility when things don't go like when something happens last night. There should have been messages from from every leader and 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 we're seeing it now and that's good. But every one of the supporters groups leadership should have stepped up and said, "Yeah, this was really bad. We apologize to to Sam. We apologize to anybody you know who was hurt and offended. This is not acceptable. This is not okay. We're going to work to get this right." Um, and you're starting to see that now, and that's that's good. Um, I think it's still it's still not enough. Um, and, and I thought Douglas brought up a great point. Uh, there's a reason the Rose Room Collective exists now. Uh, that that group was started because there were a lot of uh, a lot of groups that were uh, a lot of POCs, a lot of uh, sort of minorities out there that felt they were not represented represented well in, in either in any supporters group, and so they start that. Um, and, and that should that should a, that should really be a signal to these groups about about their inclusiveness and, and what they're trying to do and and behaving the way they're behaving uh, is not acceptable.
0: Yeah, I have a um, I have a good sort of analogy to this or, or personal experience that sort of fits along with side of this. Uh, I used to sit in that I used to, at RFK. I used to sit in the supporters groups or I did occasionally. And I remember one time I got into a fight with a with one of the capos uh, about. I just I wasn't doing what he wanted to do. I I wasn't singing the way he wanted me to sing and uh it got heated and I got angry at him and he got angry at me. Uh but no one threw a beer at me. No one targeted me. Nobody else besides this one guy even paid attention to me or noticed me. Uh I I personally think, you know, there's a way to have a a group all pulling in the same direction the way you want to not have you don't want freeloaders in the group that are just buying cheap tickets and not participating. I get that. I think there's a way to encourage that. There's a way to keep that going without resorting to sort of bullying. It's ba- I mean, at its ba- at its core, it's basically like the, the a petty tyrant in a group that says, "This I'm using this opportunity as as I'm going to I'm going to yell at this person. I'm going to have the I'm going to have righteous people behind me go with me and this person's going to get either cowed into doing what I want or they're going to leave." And I feel like there's some people I've talked to today that excuse that behavior and saying that's the only way to get that vibe, the vibe that everybody loves to see when you're not sitting in it, when you're looking at it. That only way, to, the only way to do that is to allow this sort of chaos energy, uh, without rule, and that's the only way to get it. And I, 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 on on my on its face, I, I refuse to believe that. There's no way that you're saying that there's. All other supporter groups, there's no good ones. All of them treat everybody else like this. And and the other thing is that if this if that's the case, if there's a a group that represents the team, the fans, uh, and there are people that repeatedly do not feel safe, feel targeted, feel feel picked on, feel unsafe in any way, and the trade off is that well, if you don't do that, then they won't go crazy on TV and they won't bring the the vibe that you want to the stadium. Then forget it. We don't need it. If, there, if, if yeah. that's if that's the trade off, if the trade off is some people, if there's a no go zone for certain people in in your stadium with your own fans, forget it, not worth it.
1: The the gatekeeping is I- incredibly bad in some cases, and, and this idea of, of of being a proper supporter and and this is how you this is how you should do it. And my response is if if you you may you may have somebody who shows up to a game first time showing up to a game they, they buy that cheap ticket and they go to the supporters section and w- when it's a fun experience I, I have I, in the RFK days I had people who I brought to games and they had a blast and no one was yelling they were they were maybe they didn't know the chance because they just showed up and so yelling at them over not knowing a chant or not knowing how to do a chant like encourage them get people to sit by them and do the chant, and then they pick it up. And if you make it a positive, good experience, more people will come in. And yeah, you won't have 100% of people willing to do that for 90 minutes, but you still create a better atmosphere. We had all of that at RFK, and there wasn't this type of toxicity that's kind of developed since they've moved to Audi Field. field. Um, and, it, and it's something that I think a lot of the good people that just kind of left who, who would – Encourage that. Who 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 would sort of you know prevent that from developing, and and it just it needs to change because yeah you might you might end up getting a thousand. I know some people say well I'd rather have a thousand people giving a ninety minute mentality than ten thousand giving fifty percent or whatever. But I mean it's it you're you're then really limiting it, and then people are going to start to drop off because they they see that maybe they have an off night, they have a rough night, they want to watch a soccer game. You know it's. You're 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 pushing people away instead of bringing people in. And right. It's it's it, it, it it's it's gatekeeping, and I hate it. I I hate everything about it.
0: One thousand one thousand uh energetic fans, uh or ten thousand not energetic fans with no racist slurs or beers being thrown at your own stands. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. That's the who could choose? It's so hard. I can't. I can't decide which we would do. We've got Rich on the phone. He's been patient, and he wants to he wants to chime in about the uh, yeah.
4: Sorry, <laughs> go go, Rich. Yep. Hey. Hey guys, how you doing?
0: All right, Good. Rich. What do you think?
4: So, was that first? Was that you guys yelling at me on the way to the stadium the other day?
0: It was you not was yelling at me. It was. It wasn't us. Okay.
4: Okay. So, at any rate, I went to the first MLS championship the first year, and I got season tickets the second year, and I had them for many years. And I did end up in the supporter section once by accident, and I got spit on, and to say that this toxicity didn't exist at RFK is insane because it did. And maybe they could control it a little bit, you know, and maybe it's a little more out of control, but that, that has always existed. And, you know, I'm okay with it. If, you know, you want to be a little bit rowdy in your section, fears go up and land on people. You're, 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 you're putting yourself in for that. If you sit in that section, in my opinion, and you just got to worry, you know, that's the way it is. But, I think it crosses the line for me when they're throwing shit on the field at players. And and that was where it really crossed the line. I was at that game. And somebody from my section, I was in – actually, I couldn't sit in my normal section. I was in like 129 or 130. And somebody from right behind me was the one who almost hit the player with the can of beer, you know. And, you know, I understand D.C. is a little bit hesitant to – to off the bar Bravo, but in the end you do have to do something to control them. And I think they need to go back to no, no cans of beer. Maybe put them in a cage, you know, just put a cage around, around the supporter section, you know, so they can't throw shit on the field. Maybe, I, I don't know, you know, a warning if you go sit in there, but you know, and, and the chance, you know, and, you, and Ted, you said it's one or two guys. No, 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 no. When there's 50 or hundred people chanting this puta chant and stuff like that, that's not one guy. If it's one guy, it's the guy who's leading them that's saying that. You know what I mean? So you can't, you can't say it's just a couple bad apples. They get going, and I think that's, the, that's one reason the, the Screaming Eagles have decided to move over to the side and not really be in that supporter section, you know? Does that make You're sense? Right,
1: yeah, sure. Go ahead, Ted. Well, well let, let, let me clarify. You know, I understand the chant is not just you know one or two people. Th- those things do need to be be uh, be be stamped out. I was speaking more generally. the The argument people are going to make is it, the argument that the other the you know people who maybe think that culture is right. Well, is like, well, how can we be responsible for one or two people doing doing dumb things? And and you know, you correctly point out it, it's not just that. It's it's several people. It's 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 all those things. And, 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 and I agree with you 100%, and I'm not certainly not disagreeing, disagreeing with you. Uh, but what I was more getting at is sort of the lack of effort or the lack of the ability of of the supporters groups to take some, or at least some supporters groups to take responsibility for what happens regardless of how many people are doing it. It, You you need to take responsibility. If those are your sections and you need to, to, to come up with a way to effectively self-police and to limit those incidents. Um, I'm sorry you, you dealt with that incident in the supporters group where, you know, where somebody, you know, spit at you. That's that that's horrible and, and, and certainly uh, irresponsible. Um, Them fighting actions with, right there.
0: That's uh, yeah, that's, it,
1: <laughs> that's tough. You, got, you know, again, it's 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 a it's a case where you have a lot of people doing doing things that are stupid. But I mean, if if if, if I could go back, I guess. If I could go back to the to the sort of RFK days, I'm not I'm not saying bad things didn't happen. I mean, there there were plenty of things that happened, maybe while at the supporters group, but there, there are certain individuals that were there uh, that were able to sort of you know help police that section. Were able to sort of keep an eye, and there were people I feel like if I had an issue I could go talk to, and you know that's because I met them at Lot Eight, and it was a very welcoming atmosphere uh, at Lot Eight, and so there were people I could go speak to if something happened, and. I think that welcoming atmosphere is kind of gone and, and now you're just kind of left with the, the 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 toxic moments are kind of overtaking any sort of any sort of community you sort of had uh, at at Lot 8 and at RFK. So that that's more what I'm yeah. getting
0: at. Ted, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, I a lot i to sort of reiterate office. that I think. I think that there is a is a good possibility that leaders, the new leaders or old leaders that were there don't feel like they have the same grasp on who their membership is. Because they all don't get together every weekend in the same place. They all don't sit and have beer together and eat and talk before the game because of the way that Audi Field is set up. Those places don't really exist. There are places for tailgates, but it's not the same. So I feel like, you know, I'm not making excuses for anyone who didn't, who could have stopped things or could have stepped in and didn't. I think that that's something that those people, I think, uh, understand that happened. And I think probably maybe regret the way that they acted or didn't. Um, But I feel like it's very, it's a very different vibe in that in that area because of the change of that of that element you don't feel as in control leaders are leaders because they take the money and manage the tickets and do the emails and arrange for places but it's not it doesn't feel the same i'm not in it so that's just that's that's a read from the outside but i think that there are uh you know iterated here in the comments here that that that's not the entire problem this is just the latest incarnation of of the rooted problems and they're, they're going to have to be and, addressed and leadership has to do that.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the point is they need to figure it out. I mean, okay, you don't have the ability to really, okay, well you have to come up with, you have to come up with something and you have to get together. I, I think, I think maybe that speaks to the point, maybe they're just trying to behave continually behave like they're at RFK and they're, and this is lot eight nothing's changed and we're going to do the exact same things. And, and maybe those exact same things don't work with the setup. Uh, maybe you need to have a little more, organized sort of you don't have the ability to have a meeting place where you can kind of meet people. Maybe you identify somebody at the tailgate who's at a little too much and, and maybe you can kind of have people keep an eye on him. Uh, you don't have that same ability. So uh, I think that is uh, that that is a fair point. And that's something that the, the leadership needs to figure out how, how best to handle that. Um, and and I, I don't think that's happening. Uh, if I'm wrong, someone can call in and, and tell me I'm wrong and that they have done it. But I mean, that doesn't seem like that's what's happening.
0: Rich, are you still on? Okay, uh, yeah. I, I think thanks for calling, Rich. I appreciate it. I, I yeah, think, think that they're really do. Uh, do we have another? <laughs> Angus is back, so we have our first. <laughs> Angus is back. Yeah, we have our second <laughs> second two time caller. Angus, talk to us Jump about in, talk to us about the fans. Hey, um,
5: uh, yeah, I'm back. Um, and this time it's not with a cool, witty Ben Olsen quote. I guess right. It's been a pretty tough. <laughs> For uh for the for anyone who's ever kind of stood in the Chico stand, in my opinion, right, especially those who like value the camaraderie that comes from being a supporter in the supporters section. Um, and it sucks because you know I've been going to I've been going to Audi Field since it opened. That's really when I started following the team, right? Um, and even, when, even from my first game, I realized that there was definitely some major disconnect between the different, different fan groups and supporters groups within the um, supporters section. And that kind of rift was creating a lot of tension within the section. And, um, you know, my immediate group isn't shy of these incidents happening to them either. My girlfriend in, like, her first game ever in the supporters section was getting, like, these drunk fans behind us were getting incredibly rowdy because they were incredibly drunk and like elbowed her in like the shoulder and neck. And when she told them to stop, they like yelled at her and were like, and and called her a bitch because, you know, she should have expected this atmosphere when she came into the section. And that's not cool. And that's not the atmosphere you come into the section. And so, you know, seeing this come up again. and, And I, you know, I kind of threw that, what, since it happened, because this happened back in 2018, um, since that happened, I kind of forgot about that up until recently when this whole thing kind of hit the fan. Because, you know, I excused it as ah, drunken people do drunken stupid things, and that's all it was. Um, but you know, when the, when when there seems to be an incredible amount of systemic issues within the groups, you gotta start looking at where we can fix it. And I think what James Lambert said today about, in his long, and if you haven't read it, please go over and read it, Twitter thread, um, he said that there does need to be some sort of higher-up change uh, within the groups, whether that be the creation of a larger coalition that looks over the supporters' groups and whatnot. But I, that's definitely something that supporters should ask for, if you can, because... It's the best way to provide a united front to talk about everything that's happening within our supporters section, within our supporters groups. And, you know, first, I hate to say this because it's going to sound really cliche, but for a team that is all about being united, we sure as hell aren't right now as a a fan base.
0: Yep. I think that's right. Yeah,
1: that's, that's right. That's absolutely right. And, I think you, again, I think that's something that's been iterated. There has to be a change. There has to be some changes at the top, um, whether it's 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 new people coming in or people who have who have long held, you know, things are fine. We're moving on. you know, we we dealt with one issue. well, you you got to deal with it. it's 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 systemic. It's not just one issue. it's it's a systemic issue uh, that needs to be fixed. And um, I hope, I hope the attention that this has gotten, I I think this, I I think what this has done, I think the most important thing this has maybe done is that it has people who, you know, there were people on on Twitter and Facebook and and people I've seen at games who kind of just dropped off. And and I wonder what happened to them. Oh, what happened to this person? He used to come out to games. Oh, what happened to this person? And I'm seeing people now. The, this, this sort of has been brought to the forefront. People are saying, oh, yeah, I, I stopped going to games. This got this got way, the, the, the toxicity just got way too much. And I said, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not doing this again. Prices are going up. It's becoming too expensive. You know, that's a part of it, too, is, that, you know, tickets get more expensive. I think there were some people that ha- that happened, but this isn't helping the situation. Uh, this is making it uh, now the tickets are even expensive. And I don't even really want to want to want to participate that much. Um, and, you know, there are people now who have been long term fans who are like, this might be it for me. I, I don't know if I really want to come back to this. Um, so I I think, I think certain groups are realizing the larger issue. I think other certain other groups maybe need to realize that as well. So
0: now COVID aside, they need to start realizing that, uh, once those restrictions go away, it wasn't like they were selling out every game. There's a, there's a, there's a problem, right? There's a reason why would you not want to be in what is clearly, you know, except for the bad times, the best atmosphere to be in, in a sporting thing in all of DC, there must be a reason. What could it be? How could we fix it? Like, why would that not be the number one priority for all leaders involved there? If you're concerned about membership, you're concerned about ticket sales, you're concerned about the experience that you provide, you got to be looking at your own product and saying, why are we not, why would not have every seat built? Because this is, this is the place to be. The team may not be that great, but there's nowhere that's more energetic and fun to be in sports. So what are we doing wrong? So I think that's, you know, problem one, two, and three right there. That's something that, you know, leadership just from a business standpoint, should have been looking at that. <laughs> just like, you know, like there's so many times when you look at like businesses that do reputation management and stuff, you're like, they don't really like, like why there's brands on Twitter. They don't really care, but they're trying to figure out like what, how can we fix the problem so that we can sell more of our widgets? And in this case, the widgets are butts and seats and tickets sold. So they've got to make it, they, they need to make it better for everybody. And if they won't, then they, then new leaders have to come in and do it. It just makes sense. And the yeah. te- And the team has a vested interest in doing that for the same reason. Yep. The, the team doesn't yeah. want this to be the narrative that circulates around the team. They're trying to win games, they've got a new coach, they've got a new style they're trying to get exciting. They don't want to have this come up again. And mm-hmm. it it behooves them more to get involved. They like I think other callers have said, they're forever loathe to wade in because they don't want to be seen as being heavy-handed and being imposing their will. This is the time to do it. Like you you have to you have to take control of your own team's environment and 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 the safety of your fans, the, sa- the experience so that anyone yeah. could come in and be safe and be happy and enjoy and it. And you have to
1: look you have to look at it, too. I mean, I know you 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 talked a little bit about, you know, I, I, I've bought tickets at other places and it's it can be it can the, the prices can be racked up. Uh, the cheapest option is the is the supporter section. So that that's your entry point. Uh, you know, someone spending 35, 40 bucks on a ticket versus 50, 60 in some of the other sections of the stadium, uh, you know, th- th- that's your entry point. And so those are going to be people maybe who, hey, they want to check this out. Uh, I've got, you know, a free Saturday. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching the Premier League. I've been doing this I or, you know, I watch soccer maybe slightly. Maybe I keep up during the World Cup. Hey, I want to go see, you know, I want to go see a game and you go out and, and if, 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 if you're a new fan or someone who's never been exposed to this and you have people yelling, you know, a homophobic chant, um, and then you also have people then someone not participating and then they get beer chucked at them, they get things thrown at them. You're not going to want to come back. And and that and that loses a potential person who might be acceptable to it. And I want the supporters groups to see that that you can take somebody who maybe is if you handle it the right way and you do it the right way, maybe they're not participating in every chant. But they can grow into that person who can be that, who can be that fan who's going to show up and, and, and suddenly maybe they find someone, a friend they like, someone they can talk to. And, and maybe they, you know, I've, I've gained friendships from going to DC games. I've, I've met people that have become sort of long-term friends uh, at these games. It's, it's still possible under this new thing. And I think that, that's what needs to sort of come back is that sort of community and atmosphere. Because that's what brought, that's what brought a lot of us in.
0: So tell me why this is a bad idea. Maybe it's a bad idea, but I want to know why. So the part of the narrative that we're hearing about what happened on uh, Sunday night was that leadership, old leadership from one of the groups was one of the people involved in sort of pointing Sam out and sort of egging on supporters to get her to change her behavior in some way. However, they decided to do that. Uh, so there's capos, there's people that are leading the chants and leadership. That's part of what's going on. What if there is another person in charge of leadership that's job is to... That maybe like sort of like a supporters group ombudsman who is looking for situations like that to go intervene or not even necessarily. So say that it's people that aren't singing. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just bought a ticket. Maybe they don't understand that they're they're supposed to be singing. Maybe they don't understand that this is there are certain elements of sitting here that you're encouraged strongly to do. And that person goes and talks to those people and says, here's what's going on. I know that when it happened to me before and I got in trouble, so to speak, I got yelled at. There wasn't a situation like, "Hey man, this is this is how things are in this section. We really would you know? This is what we're doing. We'd like you to be a part of it. If you don't want to do that, there's other places you can go, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with being told like, if you don't want to do this, then you can sit somewhere else or go to the very top and get get out of, get out of this section. That's fine. It's it's a standing room. You can go there. So go out I, to
1: the edges. You know, there's there's a lot of different areas out on that out on that s- stadium. Yeah. So
0: so why not like if you're if you're looking for quick solutions and you're looking at ways to make sure that no one feels targeted like maybe that's maybe that's something to do now if there are groups that are so problematic and 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 leadership is not seeing a problem at all which is is seeming to be some of the problem maybe that's not a solution for all the groups but i'm just trying to think about other than abolishing the groups and getting rid of all the leaders by fiat which is going to be a challenge like what what can we do now to make it so that People do not feel like they are. They have nowhere to go. Like Sam got Sam Sam got beer thrown on her and yelled at her. And what happened is she basically got ushered out of the out of the section and like sang off. Like that's there. No one. No one stepped up for her. No one. No one was like, guys, chill out. No one was like, this is wrong. No one was like, shut the f up. Nothing. So maybe if someone has that duty and responsibility, maybe there's maybe there's something there. I don't know. Chat. Tell me why that's. I know it's it's naive. For sure, but tell me why that wouldn't work.
1: I mean, it's, 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 I think it's, it could be, it could be a start. I, I don't know what the best solution is. The best solution is, I'm not there day to day. You know, I, I, I've been to the games a few times. I think that's, that's a good idea. And I think it's something that could be discussed. But I mean, I think ultimately, it, you know, it needs to, you need to come up with something. And I, I think, I think a large part, I, I think there could have been people in the supporters group who could have done that. But now a lot of those people have been kind of pushed out or they have just said, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm quitting. And, and I'm not sure. I think the biggest problem is there's a lot of those people are, are now gone. And so, I mean, I think it could be a it could be a, a great solution. And it's something that I think that they need to support. They need to, you know, something they could explore. Um, I, I think something needs to be done and something needs to be said. Um, and. If a if, if a group doesn't think that it's that this is ha- that oh this is this is overblown it's not
0: and and I don't know it's it's not going yeah. away so if, if their plan yeah. is to duck this out and wait it out miscalculation not-
1: Mis, miscal I, I think their hope I think their thinking is well it, we're gonna go a few games and maybe it won't happen but I I think. I think it's I think we're we're only getting an escalation now we we do have I guess a break between our next home game. Um, so actually that's a lot of time to figure it out. The next home game is not until uh, almost the end of June. so they have almost a full month to try to figure this out. so now now's the time if you're going to do it. So
0: and Ugh. I think we, we talked about this last year and and I don't know I don't remember that we agreed about the this feels to me very different than the people who are upset about getting beer showers from goals. This feels yeah. substantially oh, yeah. more. De- and I remember at the 100%. time, though, at the time there was still there were still people were like, you know, this is a family atmosphere and, you know, I don't want to get beer thrown on me. And why would we even have to throw beer? And at the time, people were like, yeah, yeah they have the right. They shouldn't throw the beer. This is like an entirely different and much more serious thing in my in my mind. Would you agree? Oh, it is. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, that that's 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 that's
1: in a celebration over a goal versus throwing at somebody there there's a there's a direction at not just throwing it in the air for you know it's it, it yeah it's terrible um and and yeah it's it's very different than, than what than what we talked about and it's it's not saying you know that and i think we want to be careful too because i think you know uh, some people are saying we want oh you just want then you just want a you know a sterile atmosphere or nothing no that's not what we want at all we think there's a better way to do it because it, it happened. It was happening at RFK. There was a very much a communal atmosphere that was welcoming and accepting. And yes, as Rich pointed out, there were still incidents, but the overall vibe and feel was very, very different in, in the earlier days, and especially at RFK. Um, and it and there have been sort of attempts to kind of rectify things. And I think now is the time to really revisit it again, um, because at this point the team isn't bringing. Uh, isn't bringing much in. Uh, I, I'm sure we're all hardcore fans. We're seeing the progress. Uh, normal fans looking like, man, two wins, four losses, one zero loss. Oh man, and ho- oh man, this team isn't good. This team, and you're seeing it too in the in the Facebook comments. Oh, this team is bad. Oh, giving up goals and I mean, the, it's already happening. I mean, we we can sit here and say, oh, oh, but look at you know, look at all this possession, all these chances. Uh, trust me, no no one else the the uh, the uh, casuals are not really paying attention. So, I feel
4: like you know what I mean, we should do. That-
0: I feel like we should, this was sort of my plan when people would think the world was ending. I was like, how can I sell them insurance plans? Because I know it's not. So how, how can we like buy these jerseys off of casuals? So if you're on, if you're, we could do a Facebook marketplace and if you comment on Facebook and like, oh, DC United's trash, like, hey man, I'll buy your jersey off you for $5. You hate it. It's whatever. And then we just do it as like a, this is a way we fund the show. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like that's like the place where hope goes to die. So we've got to figure out a way to capitalize on this. There's got to be a way. Anyway, anyway I I think they I think that you know I'm sure that we're not done talking about this I think this is until yeah. there's a solution this will be a continued conversation we're not gonna have solutions I think that <laughs> I think that we've got some time before the next home game I'm hoping that we hear something come I would love something to come out from the team that's what I I, I would like that I would obviously like Barr to come out with something the other groups have said something I would like the team to step in maybe they already have behind the scenes I don't know I have a somewhat of a relationship with some of the leadership folks. I haven't heard about it yet, Um, but we, uh, this, the current status cannot continue now. It couldn't before, but this is like a tipping type tipping point kind of thing. And, and I want to, you said it. I want to also reiterate it too. There is a way to do this. Well, to do this with the same sort of loud passion and 90 minute mentality that doesn't exclude people or make people feel unsafe. It's not impossible. If it is, you're saying that these people are like uncageable animals that if you stuck your hand in there, they'll bite your hand off, like it's a tiger cage instead of what it actually is. It's just a group of fans that are really excited. It's not it's not the zoo. It's not it's it's not those things. So as much as it's built up to be something where it's just like, you know, it's it's the jungle. There's anything could happen. It's 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 not. So we've. we've got to we've got to be realistic about that. And we have to have expectations for the people in there that they can hear what's wrong. They can learn and change and they can still do what they want to do and enjoy supporting the team that they want to, the way they want to. There's enough people there who get it. And there are people who are in leadership, not necessarily leadership, leadership, but like elders in certain places that understand it. So this is an opportunity for them to speak up and say, we got to make, we got to make a change and force the change in their own, their own groups that they have the leverage to do.
1: Yeah. And, And my hope is, is that there are people who, maybe stepped away who will speak up a little bit now and, and maybe that's a way to get them back in Here, here's some things we can change here's some things we can make better um so so i hope i hope that i hope we certainly see that start to start to happen um, along with a better team as well I, I think that's what i want we all we all want to we, we all want a team that is
0: exciting and and, and fun to watch um
3: Whew.
1: I I forget what next is on the rundown. I know this is going to take up. That's the it. Of the show, no, so. I
0: I mean that's pretty much it. There was a hire. We, we you mentioned it before. We have a new director of scouting, uh, signed from Atlanta United. And was there anything else? Uh, no, oh yeah, play-
1: we had two. Yeah, we we. Uh, the- yeah. This is this is a, you were talking about how you wanted to go off on the team on this show. You got to get this in at
0: least. I changed my mind. So uh, Gab, uh, I don't want to say his last name wrong, but the guy who was uh, sort of leading the the sports training department, which. Considering we just now finally have a full complement of 18 players due to work, I imagine getting these players fit, seems weird timing. One of the guys, uh, Ben Rise, has already joined Georgetown. I don't know if he left of his own accord. This is what happens when you get sort of personnel news from Pablo, like it's not fully formed on like what the narrative around it was. When it got released, it very much seemed like the team cut those people due to money reasons. Uh, We don't know. I, that's I was originally going to jump down there I was like I cannot imagine a more penny wise pound foolish move than getting rid of your head trainer as all of your players are literally taped together with like bailing wire <laughs> so I don't know that that's true but coincidentally on the same day it was golf broke the news about the new the new director of scouting I don't know I know that uh, a further reporting from Pablo said everyone is back on 100% salary that's working at DC United they have not backfilled all the positions they lost before the pandemic, that's still going on. But uh, I'm reserving judgment. I don't. I don't know enough now. I was originally planning to go completely. hammering oh, yeah, hammer, yeah. Into, hammer and tongs. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold off.
1: The, the team at least got how it looked, and they were. They quickly went to Pablo and said, "No, no, 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 no. Let's be clear. People are being paid. Yes, we have not backfilled the positions, but every, everybody's making their full 100% payment. So it at least implied that it wasn't. Now, I mean, it, it seems to me like he had. He got a better offer. You're given more money to go someplace, you're going to take it. Uh, so I'd be curious to see where he ends up, I guess, and, and what kind of money he was offering. And again, the they they seem to maybe say, like, oh, we need to get ahead of this, let's drop a new story that we hired a new scout. And I think that kind of, I think there was a there was sort of a boiling uh, a surface of dear god, what is this team doing to okay, well, they're they're still trying to rate the ship. Um, and and I still see that effort to sort of rate the ship in, in some of these hires, so. Um, that, that's certainly good news. I like that we're taking um, away people from Atlanta, Atlanta not named Carlos Bocanegra. Would they uh, like we'll, we'll,
0: would they we'll we'll... like Emil back we could we could do some sort of work <laughs> work release <Chari. laughs>
1: Yeah except for not Bocanegra, apparently because no Bocan not, come in and say. <laughs> not <laughs> read him. read the athletic article if you haven't um but yeah so so good news on the higher front. Uh, we got a game next week against Miami. Uh, we'll of course have a, co- a few of these at least a couple players missing uh for international duty maybe um either definitely not a decent is either he'll be injured or he will be um unable to to or he'll be with the peru national team so yep. uh one of those two but um hopefully uh i think it's a winnable game and and we'll, we'll work on getting a, a a a guest for the thursday show um but i think that's going to do it um I think we can do we want to talk about what happened Loudon? do we want to
0: we sure don't we don't I think we have' an, I think we have enough intractable problems of dealing with both racism sexism, sexism and misogyny for one week yeah uh, so we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that I think until particularly also until the sort of the findings are in on that but I want to thank the. this is a hop and night it's almost like controversy helps this show uh weirdly <laughs> I can't believe it yeah. but I do thank everybody for calling and I thank the two of you for calling in twice. That was a thing I did not think we would have. So thanks for that. Uh, And Ted, uh, I guess that's just everything else, right? Like what we normally say. Go to rfkrefugees.com. All your coverage for the Spirit. United. Patreon.com. Patreon.com to give us the monies. uh, And then follow us on all of our socials. We do a show. If you're new tonight and this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We have a live show now you're listening to Uh, and then we have that episode will be out tomorrow on rfkrefugees.com slash subscribe make sure you have that and then we have a thursday show that is oftentimes interviews with uh sometimes players coaches uh or letting us giving us a preview of the games of the weekend so make sure you check us out and subscribe if you enjoyed not all episodes are this uh controversial a lot of times we just talk about the fact that we didn't (laughs) score goals and we probably should have but uh when when these things happen i think that the the I think the community likes to chime in on it, and I think it's good that they have a forum where they can uh, they can get in and say their piece.
1: Yeah, and this is what, we, you know, we wanted this show to be for the fans, and this is what it's about. So we want people to call in. We want people to, uh, we want to discuss these issues. So uh, and thank listen you all to so tr- much for listening. And listen
0: to Tried and True this week. I have a feeling it would be interesting. I think you're going to want to listen to it.
1: Yeah, listen to Tried and True. Check out, you know, you should you should get, uh, check out all the podcasts, including ours. So uh, definitely, uh, there's a lot of content out there for DC. Yep. Um, so uh, as much as we sort of uh, jokingly compete and we're, we're competing fun with some of these podcasts, you should listen to all of them. They're all they're all great content for people who put their heart and soul into, into supporting the team. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you guys on Thursday. Vamos. Vamos.
0: Green sauce.